Hello, family. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Jimmy. This is Last Day's Awakening. I'm glad you're here. I know that you're like me. You are seeing so many things take place, convergences of events and signs. And everywhere you look, you are seeing the the stage being set. In fact, I believe it's set up. Pastor JD did a uh, a message on his weekly update this last Sunday talking about the dominoes being put in place. I think they're ready. I think they're up. I think they're standing up. They're lined up and they're ready to go. And all we're waiting for is that one event. But what I want to talk about today, and we're going to dig deeper into this, that is we can see the beast about to rise. It's like we are looking at the sea in front of us and it is boiling. It is broiling. It is in turmoil and chaos as that horrid beast is rising up. Now, we don't see the beast yet, but we see the wind and the waves, and that's what I want to talk about. So stay with me. Okay, we are in the final stages. If, as I just said, if the dominoes aren't already all up, there are just a couple of dominoes left. And I don't know what they would be. I think they're all set up. We're, we're really, at this point, holding our breath. Not literally. <laughs> don't hold your breath, please. But we're, we're, as it were, holding our breath, waiting for that last thing to happen. And that, of course, is the great catching away. That is the harpazo. That is being caught up. We're waiting for that because nothing can take place without that happening. We really cannot see. We're not going to see from this earth the events unfold that are part of this seven-year period of time known as Jacob's trouble, known as the tribulation, known as the time of God's wrath, all of it, seven years. We're not going to see it. In fact, we have to be out of the way. I've done a video on that. Several videos talking about the restrainer, and it's just as clear as a bell. The restrainer has to be taken out of the way. The restrainer is the church of Jesus Christ must be taken up. The Holy Spirit will step aside. I love the way J.D. Farag said that this week. And... All hell will break loose on the earth to try to consume the earth, and God's wrath will be poured out. So all of that is coming. We won't see it from this side. I believe the probability is our eyes will be locked on Jesus up there, and we're not going to be concerned about what's happening on the earth so much, but we shall see. We shall see. The question is, are you looking, are, are you watching the events unfold with a sense of urgency that is causing you to lock in on the events rather than the purpose of the events. That's the question. Cause that's when fear comes in. That's when anxiety comes in. That's when doubt can come in. That's when we begin to lose focus on the most important aspect of everything that's happening. And the most important aspect in my purview, in my opinion is keeping our eyes locked on Jesus with that in mind, I want to go to Matthew chapter 14, because I was reviewing one of my old favorite stories, one of my 
all-time favorite stories from the New Testament, from the Gospel of Matthew, and, and that, of course, is Simon Peter. Love that guy. He just reminds me so much of, of me and <laughs> just headstrong and steps into things sometimes without necessarily thinking and gets himself into a little bit of trouble. Although I'm getting older, I don't get into trouble quite so much. I don't think. But this is uh, this is an incredible story. I'm going to walk through it because I, although I'm not going to impose something on the text, I hate doing, I, I just think that's a terrible thing to do. But I think there are some things revealed in the story itself that can be uh, laid over against the catching away, the harpazo, our great blessed hope, as well as the beast rising out of the sea in Revelation chapter 13. So will you join me? We're in Matthew chapter 14. We're going to start reading at verse 22, and I'm going to break it down as we go along, okay? I don't want to spend a terrible amount of, terrible amount of time just rereading and rereading, but I'm going to break it as we go. Verse 22, listen to this. Immediately, Jesus made them. He's just fed the 5,000, all right? He's, he's just gotten word that his cousin John the Baptist has been beheaded, and so I believe that there is a moment where the Lord is going to spend some time alone because he's, he's affected in every way that we are affected. He cannot, we don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but with, was tested in every way that we are, yet was without sin. All right, so we have a high priest who experienced grief, and this is his cousin. This is John the Baptist, the, the forerunner to Messiah has just been beheaded. So he sends his disciples on ahead of him. Listen to the wording. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitude away, the multitude was there. The multitudes were there just because of food. They're just be, they're they're receiving a benefit. They're receiving the blessing of his presence, but they're they're not committed followers. But his committed followers, he is sending them, makes them get into the boat, and sends them on ahead. What a great picture of what happened with Jesus. Jesus, uh, as he goes through the crucifixion. And, and then rises again from the dead after three days in the tomb. And then uh, after a period of time, we're not going to break all of that down, but he ascends into heaven, but gives them the command to go into all the world. This is a perfect picture of that. Jesus is sending them on ahead. He's making them get in the boat. He's sending on ahead of him. That's the picture of the church. That is the picture of the church of Jesus Christ being sent on, sent forward, sent out, sent forward to the day. Now, Jesus is going to show up again, and there's a thing that's going to happen that's going to be very interesting as we read this. And I know you've read the story, but the breakdown really gets uh, pretty powerful. Jesus has sent us on ahead. We are part of, I believe, that final generation. Many would dub it, and I have dubbed it as well. Uh, not my creation, but other, I use it. We're, we're part of the fig tree generation, the, the last generation. Um, in fact, I'm kind of late coming to the generation because it would be the generation that would see the fig tree blossom coming into its own again after being dormant. Israel coming again as a nation and blossoming. That generation would not pass away before all of the end time things and events would take place. We're part of that generation. 
And I hope this gives you comfort, but you're part of that generation because the Lord made you part of that generation. And he has sent us into the boat. You could break it down and say, yeah, uh, a little bit. We're, we're going to get into the ark here soon, okay? Not my point at this moment. He has put us in the boat. He has put us in the mission. He has put us in the generation. And he has sent us in on ahead of him. And there are going to be difficulties and trials, and we're in them. Let's read on. He sent the, uh, the multitudes away. Um, and then he went up on the mountain to pray. Verse 24, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves. Now, this is evening time. So when evening has come, remember in for the Jews, when the sun sets and it's now evening, uh, that is the start of a new day. Very interesting point, I believe. He is now in the new day. Evening has come. The disciples are on the boat, and they're being tossed by the wind and the waves. The, the waves have come up, and the wind is contrary. Is that not where we are right now? We're in a new day. I believe since the Revelation chapter, the Revelation 12 sign, chapter 12 of Revelation which took place on September 23rd, 2017, when that formation in the stars happened, won't happen again. Not like that. That was the entrance into the new day. I think it was evening time. It was the entrance into the, the final stages of the end times that would be, um, that will bring us to this very point. And what has happened with that getting in the boat on that day is we are now seeing the waves. As I just mentioned a minute ago, the beast is bubbling before this under the surface and before his rising. And the waves, the wind, the turmoil, the chaos is the result of this bubbling beast. All you have to do is look. The World Economic Forum and uh, its mission, its absolute mission for the Great Reset and to bring about a one world government and to govern that world and to couple it with everything that the World Health Organization is doing with the health passports and the, the, the proof of, of uh, and digital currency being connected to it and an international identity and you can't buy or sell and you can't travel and you can't do anything without this passport that comes under the auspices of this great reset because the economy will fail it's going to fail etc 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 we see all of that happening that's the that's the current wind contrary to us it's coming against us it's coming against humanity to try to keep people from coming to jesus christ trying to do its best to destroy human beings, either by killing them or changing their DNA. It's all happening before us. The wind and the waves are against us. We are in the middle of them. Do you hear this? Many of you are, are kind of in that point of saying, oh no, what are we going to do? And you're discouraged and you're tired and you're weary. And I've talked about this over and over. And, and it's easy to get that way when we're constantly looking at the waves. Let's get back to the story because something happens that I believe is a, a, a really good lesson for us. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out for fear. 
Jesus is walking on the sea. You could almost look at it as he is above it all. He is above the waves. Yes, he's walking on the sea, but he's above the turmoil. He, he's, he's above it. Uh, isn't it interesting to know that when you look at Psalm 18, and you see that the Lord himself, as it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, descends on a cloud. He is above it all. And from that cloud, he will snatch us up. Amazing. He says to them, be of good cheer. They're, man, they are being blown around. They are, the waves are, are massive. The wind is contrary. They're not making headway. It seems like they're not making headway. They are being tossed about. They are almost, at least the sense that they must have is they're, they're about to die. They're working hard to try to survive this. And here comes Jesus walking on the waves. And he says, be of good cheer. Well, how in the world are you, how in the world are you going to be of good cheer in the middle of the storm? And we're in the storm of all storms for the church, for the church of Jesus Christ. This is the storm of all storms. We're not going to go through the tribulation. We are not. We are not. We are, we are not going to be refined by the tribulation. That's not the point of the tribulation. The point of the tribulation is the salvation of Israel. If you read Romans chapter 11, before the salvation of Israel can even begin to happen as the national Israel, the, the branch that is the church has to be taken out of the way, has to be removed. The times of the Gentiles will come in, they'll be fulfilled, and then God returns in his work. He's, he's never stopped working with Israel, but he, he goes full force to bring about the salvation of Israel. That is the point of Jacob's trouble. That is the point of Daniel's 70th week. That is the point of the tribulation. We're not going to be here for it. So we don't need to be refined. We are in the storm now. In fact, if you could say it this way, we are refined by the blood of Jesus Christ. It is, uh, as I studied last in our last video from Jude, verse 24, he is able, he is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us or make us stand before his throne faultless it's him that does it we look to him we trust in him we follow him we have faith in him and then understand that he put us in this place where we're in the storm we are in the waves we're in the wind it's it god did it god himself has put us there for a reason. Be of good cheer. It is I. Don't be afraid. I think he's speaking that to us right now. Be of good cheer. Keep your joy. Don't let anybody take your joy. Man, there are joy suckers everywhere. They just want to suck the joy out of you. your situations are joy suckers as well. It wants to suck the joy out of you, but keep your joy. Keep your joy as hard as it can be. Keep your joy. Be of good cheer. It's I. He's with you. He's above it. He's with you. Peter answered him, and this is classic Peter, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. <laughs> and I would, before we uh, say, oh, that Peter, it, many of you are doing that right now. You're saying, Lord, is this you doing all of this? 
Is it true you're going to come and get us? Is this the time? Or are we going to have to wait another year? We're weary of the world. And yet there is the, the challenge out there. It's actually the asking of a confirmation. Lord, confirm to us that this is the time. And when we hear the watchmen, many watchmen are, are just shouting it out. 2022 is the year. Dude, this is December 7th. There's not much left of 2022. What if we go beyond December 31st and go into 2023? Doubt is going to be everywhere. And people are going to be saying, is this the time? Or are we going to have to wait another seven years? Are we going to have to wait through a Shemitah cycle? Or all of those things that we've all heard. And so we asked for confirmations. And Peter asked for this confirmation and he said, Lord, is, if it's you, command me to come out onto the water. Command me to come to you. So he said, come. The Lord give, gave him the confirmation. I think many of you are asking for the confirmations and, and I think you're getting the confirmations. I've asked the Lord. I mean, on, quite honestly, I have, I have studied this for so long in my life. I know it's easy to get locked into doctrines, uh, particularly concerning eschatology, to get locked into an eschatology or a timeline and, and unwilling to break that timeline. Well, I'm not that way. Uh, I believe there is a distinct timeline that the Lord has laid out, but I keep, I keep asking him, Lord, if I'm wrong, please shut me up. <laughs> Take away my voice. Do something. Tell me, show me if I'm wrong. And all I get are confirmations from the word. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Do I have all the details? Nope. Would I like to have all the details? Well, yeah, you wouldn't you? Wouldn't you love the Lord's revealing as we go along? And it's kind of the picture of Daniel chapter 12, where the Lord told Daniel to shut these things up until the time of the end. And there would be a revelation when people would go to and fro could that be travel or is that in the word? I think it's both. There's just a, an increase of knowledge that of the word of God that shows us we're in the time. This is it. This is it. I've said it over and over and over. And, and the Lord just keeps laying it on my heart. And I keep saying it and it hasn't happened. And Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you. I do it. You do it. And the Lord says, come. He doesn't mind. He really doesn't mind us asking. He wants us to know. But there's something deeper here. When Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. That is crazy. It's crazy. Tie those two things together. We're in a crazy moment. I mean, you're, you're now, you are being faced with being absolutely crazy. Being accused of being crazy. The world is in denial in so many ways, thinking that things are back to normal or about to go back to normal. My buddy Rick, who will be watching this at some point, made a statement because we were talking about normal, normal not returning and so many distractions. He just made the 
the statement. He said, you know, the biggest distraction of all is sports. Now, some of you don't care for sports, but most of the world is using sports. I, I, I look at it as the, gladi the gladiators in the arena capture everybody's attention, no matter what trouble is taking place. And that's kind of what sports is doing right now. Because that seems to be the only thing that's normal, right? People are looking for normal. And here we are as believers saying, Jesus is about to come back. Jesus is at the door. Jesus is about to come for his church. Crazy, man. <laughs> we are absolutely off our rocker. And even in the church that has, by and large, stopped teaching on the rapture, the harpazo, the word is in the Bible, harpazo, translated into Latin. How many times do we have to say this? Rapturos, translated into English, rapture. It's just easier to say rapture because we know what, but being caught up. Stop teaching that. It stopped teaching that. And so even amongst believers in the body of Christ, to believe in the rapture and to believe that it is absolutely imminent I mean, really imminent. I mean, I, I mean, totally, completely imminent. Some people look at imminent. Oh, well, it could happen at any time, but they're living their life like it's not. I'm talking about now. Now, now we're crazy, crazier than a loon. Peter was nutsoid to get out of that boat, but he did it. You're crazy believing that Jesus is coming for. Okay, I just got thrown off Zoom, which is what I use to record with, and I can't get back on Zoom. I'm wondering if I said something they didn't like. So I am on my phone. The volume might have shifted a little bit. Certainly the angle the picture did. Never mind. Let's get back to it. Peter was absolutely crazy stepping out of that boat onto the, onto the waves. And you're thinking it's... It, is this, is this, am I crazy? Because people are calling me crazy. People think I'm crazy. And here's my advice to you. Be crazy. Be crazy. So Peter jumps out. He, he steps out of the boat. He, uh, he starts walking on the waves. But something happens. Now remember that beast is rising. There's all kinds of waves, all kinds of turmoil, all kinds of chaos. The wind and the waves are contrary to us right now. It's easy at this moment to take your eyes off the prize. The prize is Jesus. You could say the prize is the rapture, but I'm, I'm going to even say that the prize is bigger than, than the rapture. The prize is Jesus. And there are so many distractions right now with the waves, even for those who are watching and feel the call to be watchmen, watchwomen. It's easy to get your eyes off of the prize, and that's Jesus. And Peter did that. He started looking at the waves started looking at the World Economic Forum, started looking deeper into the, the World Health Organization, started looking deeper into the rise of the beast kingdom, started looking deeper into the, mm, started looking, started looking, started looking, started looking at Russia, started looking at Gog, started looking at Psalm, uh, at, at uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, started looking at this, started looking at Iran, started looking at You know, I'm sure that if Peter would have kept his eyes locked on Jesus, he would have walked right to him. He still would have seen in his peripheral vi vision 
the waves. He would have felt the splash of the waves. He would have felt the wind. We feel the splash of the waves. We can see all around us the waves. Keep your eyes locked on Jesus. But he didn't, and he started to sink, started going down, and he cried out to the Lord, Lord, save me, and some of you are there. It's okay to cry out to the Lord. Please cry out to the Lord. He will save you. He will strengthen you. I can tell you right now, he will do it. He will strengthen you. But look what happened. Jesus is above the waves. Jesus is above the waves. He stretches out his hand. And it said he stretched out his hand and caught him up. This is verse 31. This is an interesting word, caught up. It's not the same word as 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. The Lord himself shall descend with a shout with the voice of the archangel and the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first and we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. It's That is harpazo. This is a different word. This is the word uh, epilambanomai. The root word is lambano. Okay, it means to be caught up. But the word epi here means something that is taken as its own. In fact, the ending does the same thing. So Jesus reached down and caught him up as his own. Lambano has the picture of being caught up as one's own. Now listen to this. This is a direct connection to the word, the same word used in Matthew chapter 24. And I'm, I know I'm going to catch all kinds of heat. Who will say Matthew chapter 24 is only for the Jews? No, it is not. Please stop. Please get out of your hole. It's for all of us. As he's explaining what will happen as it was in the days of Noah, or he's giving an overall picture, as in the days of Noah, they'll be eating and drinking and giving in marriage. In other words, there will be a normal wickedness to life. That's not the, that's not the end of the tribulation. It's not what it's going to look like. Pardon the coffee. The end of the tribulation is going to be gathering at Armageddon. That's not. There's nothing normal about all of the <clears throat> all of the things that have happened by the end of the tribulation period. Nothing normal about it. It is now. Wickedness is becoming normal. It's as in the days of Noah, and it's at that time. It says two men will be in the field. One will be taken, and the other left. I just heard another video where. The same old, same old is being talked about. This isn't being, this isn't the rapture. This is being taken for judgment. The, there will be some who are taken into judgment, tribulation, etc. Taken to judgment. Others will be left, not touched. Total misinterpretation of the passage and total misuse of the word because this is also, this is the word paralambano and it means exactly the same thing. Para, para meaning Come alongside, it means to be beside, para, to be beside and caught up to oneself. It's a term of endearment, of knowing. It is a term in which the Lord is going to come. One will be taken as a person who is known, not for judgment, but for salvation. The other will be left. And that word left actually means like divorce, divorced, left, laid aside left to his own devices. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be paralambano. The Lord is beside you. See, P 
Peter is sinking. Jesus is there beside him. Okay, you could say in front of him, beside him, whatever. Maybe beside him is a better picture because he's turned and he's looking at the waves. He's looking at the waves. Jesus is beside him. He starts sinking. He epilambanomai. He takes him as his own and catches him up. He pulls him up. And the Lord's going to do that for us. He's going to paralambano. He's going to epilambanomai us. He's going to, he's He's there above it all. He's going to reach in somehow. That moment will be, we will be taken away. We will be caught up. We will be taken as one who is known, as someone who is known by the Lord and saved. Right in the middle of the waves. <laughs> right, right in the middle of the storm. Taken up. Wow, that is so cool. All right, back to Matthew chapter 24. Uh, pardon me, verse four, uh, chapter 14, and let's finish this up. So immediately Jesus stretched out his hand, caught him up, and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. The wind ceased, okay. Um, I love the way that this comes out, because Jesus is not blasting Peter. He's not saying... Man, yep. No, he's not. I, I, I think there is a uh, a loving mercy here in which Jesus said that you, little faith. No, to me, to you, this took big faith to step out of the boat. So Jesus is just saying, "Why did you doubt? What? Why? You know, your faith needs to go all the way through. You've got out of the boat. You've gotten out of the boat. Now walk." Guys, uh, we're, we're out of the boat. Okay, the, the, the boat of this protective shell that we've been in for so many years, if you've been a believer for a lot of years, we're out of that boat. We're now in the wind and the waves. You might as well just plow through. How do you plow through? Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't doubt. Don't doubt that this is the time. Don't doubt. Don't doubt that this is God's plan. Don't doubt. I know it's easy. And I'm not chiding you because I've done it too. And I have my moments where it's like, come on, Lord. Come on, Lord. Come, 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 please. Uh, don't doubt. Just plow through. Keep your eyes locked on Jesus. Jesus is the prize. You can see everything happening. You're, you're going to be aware. I'm not saying don't watch. I'm not saying don't be aware of the waves and the beast rising. Don't be unaware. Don't, don't. You know, I'm not saying ignore it all. I'm just saying keep your eyes locked on the prize. The prize is the one you love. The one you love. Could it be that that moment the trumpet sounds and dead in Christ rise first and we who are alive and remain are caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. At that moment, you might be thinking, oh, I got raptured. Or will you be thinking, Jesus, it's Yeshua. All eyes will be on Jesus. Your eyes will be on Jesus from that point on. You might as well lock them in now. You might as well just go ahead and lock them in right now. I apologize for the change in video here, change in volume.
I got kicked off. The boat is about to pull up, okay? You're about to get in the boat and you're not going to feel the wind and the waves anymore. You're not going to be in the storm anymore. You're going to be in the boat. The wind and the waves will be calmed for you. Look forward to that. In the meantime, keep your eyes locked on Jesus. Amen. We can do this. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us, including walk through the wind and the waves. We can do this through him. So hang in there, my friend. Keep looking to Jesus Christ.